Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 1, Episode 18, Flashlight. The original air date for this episode is March 10th, 2017. It was directed by Jonathan Brown, who it looks like is mostly a DP. Yeah. He had like three or four directing credits. But uh, he directed um, a lot of episodes of, apparently of Madam Secretary. Right. He, he was like their main DP for that show, and then he directed six episodes of Madam Secretary. Um, and this was written uh, by Lindsay Allen, who has been a, an executive story editor for the mm-hmm. entire season, but um, has written by herself Corkscrew and... Uh, I think co-wrote Scissors. Yeah, Scissors. Um, Corkscrew was the Murdoch episode, and Scissors was the one about Riley's mom, and they went to China and accidentally fired a missile the wrong way around the planet. Mm-hmm. And then this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't we describe this episode in brief? Well, in this episode, I'm so excited. <laughs> I was waiting for this. Um, we have a crossover. It's a crossover, people. Yep. Um, the team travels to Hawaii. And, uh, and I'm sure it's actually Hawaii because that's where they shoot Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. Um, and there were much better sets. <laughs> Even though the very first shot is bad CG yeah. comping of Hawaii. Uh, they travel there to assist with an earthquake only to find that they are also in the middle of a kind of a top secret weapons heist. Right. Um, so we start the episode kind of in the middle of the action. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pushing in on the... Uh, it's a big island. It's the island yeah, of Hawaii. It's a, it's a big island of, of Hawaii, and it were immediately post earthquake. Um, so we see some we see some smoke and some news helicopters flying around. Yeah, and uh, we push into a car chase that's ending at a mm-hmm. building. Yeah, at, at a beach. Yeah, I mean, there's buildings at the beach. Yeah, but but I mean, I feel that it's important to establish. No, yeah, that, sure. The, I mean. I just assume everything in a Hawaii Five-0 episode happens on the beach. <laughs> at, at the beach, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, no, there's a line later on where Riley says, they're heading for the beach. It's like, well, it doesn't oh, good. help. Oh, good, the beach. That's that away. <laughs> Point literally every direction. Uh, that would actually would have been a good joke. <laughs> Which way is the beach? It's like, stop trying to show off your muscles. It's beaches in every direction. <laughs> we should be writing for this show. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. Uh so yeah, yeah, they uh, the team gets out. Uh, well, well, Mac and Jack hop out of a car and they're pursuing uh, uh, soldiers in tactical gear. But then we also get uh, a fancier car rolling up right. with uh, Chinho and uh, Kono right. from the show, current show on CBS Hawaii Five O. Right from the same executive producer Peter Lenkoff as this show. Um, if you're not familiar with Daniel Day Kim's work, he's probably I don't know if he's best known for this. Or for other things. Other things. You He's think so? best known for other things. I don't know. I've I've never seen this or Lost. <laughs> uh, he he will always be Jin. Um, for me, he will always be Johnny Gat, um, which is the character that he provided the voice for in the Saints mm-hmm. Row franchise because that's where we have a credit together because yeah. I was a tester on the first <laughs> Saints Row game. Um, um, he also played a character named Raymond in Spider Man Two. I'm not remembering who that was i do not remember raymond in spider-man 2 yeah, so i'd have to rewatch it uh i assume he was someone who worked, would work have worked with for, doc Ock. yeah yeah that would be my guess uh and grace park plays kono uh he could have uh, been one of the scientists or doctors that get killed when they're installing the tentacles or whatever oh that's true that that's it that's got to be the scene yeah that's got to be the scene i just assumed that would be dr raymond or something that's true um and then grace park here as uh, Kono Kalakua. Uh, that's how I would say it, but I've, yeah. I've never watched the show enough to hear how she pronounces it. I know she said it, but she said it in her Hawaiian accent, and right. I've always have trouble discerning the syllables. Right. Um, but she was also a major star of uh, Battlestar Galactica, which right. I've never yeah, seen. Yeah. Which I've, is weird. I've only seen the, the miniseries. I haven't seen the actual series beyond yeah. The, the most recent miniseries. All my sci-fi friends get on my case. It's like, how come you, you, you love sci-fi? you never seen Battlestar? I was like, yeah. I'm too busy playing the Battlestar Galactica board game. Yeah. It's really good. Everyone's a Cylon. That's all I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert. Everyone's a Cylon. <laughs> they take 12 seasons to find out that literally every character is You're a robot. You're a Cylon? I'm a Cylon. Oh my god, this is embarrassing. <laughs> oh man, we've been working so hard. We thought you were the only human. No, no, no. Check it out. Cylon blood. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the silent is. Uh, 
they were really easy to identify in the original show because right, they, were they were gigantic giant steel robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were uh, less convincing humans. No, I. <laughs> I am not a robot. You are the one who is the robot. I am. I am fifty-five point seven two one percent sure you are the robot. <laughs> Sounds like uh, what's his name from Interstellar? Oh, uh, oh Tars. Yeah, Tars. Tars. Good robot. All right, but anyway, so we're at the car chase. We're at the beach. Uh, they run around the side of a shack, and one of the uh, soldiers who they are pursuing stops, takes aim with a, like a high-powered rifle, and fires a bullet. Now it's not just any bullet. Right. Um, the bullet, as soon as the bullet leaves the barrel, it uh, some wings deploy on the bullet. Right. And we see it curve around a surfboard and then curve back around towards MacGyver, and then we cut. Yeah, it's kind of wanted meets Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of upset by this because I thought MacGyver was going to dodge it, or because we don't see what happens here. Yeah, because it, it, from this from this first shot, it makes it seem like. MacGyver is so quick that he is seeing the path of the bullet in advance. Yeah. And I was going to be really upset. Like, that's why it went into slow-mo is because he can tell what's happening. Yeah, but it makes sense sort of later on dramatically. Um, but uh, here it's kind of – you're left with questions. Right. So now we cut back in time 36, 36 hours, hours yeah. which is a pretty common tactic for this show. Mm -hmm. um, and we get to – you know, the beginning of the story with just the Phoenix Foundation agents. Which is weird because I don't recall it ever being night. Yeah. I mean, it should have just it's, said it's 24 hours. Well, it didn't even seem – but that would still imply that there would have been a night. It seems like it was only like three hours. That's true. Maybe they meant to say 36 minutes. <laughs> or maybe six hours. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they get there. They're helping out. It doesn't seem like it had been a day. You know? Yeah, I think you're right. Something's wrong with the I don't remember math. night happening in those 36 hours. Oh, but they're in Hawaii, so it's a different... You have to go by the, oh, the longitude. Time, oh, the time zone? Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the sun never sets oh, yeah, on Hawaii. I forgot. That's, it's up by the pole. It's right up there. That's why it's so freezing in Hawaii all the time. In case uh, you guys wondered. But anyway, uh, Mac, Jack, Bozer, and Wiley are, are all on board a private jet. Yes, they sent Bozer again. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're on their way back from a mission, and... Jack is hassling MacGyver because coming soon is his birthday. Right, which we know is March 23rd. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just missed it. Should have been a, a couple episodes away. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, they're pretending like it's today or tomorrow. And uh, Jack wants to do something really, really fun and amazing for this birthday. And MacGyver's not into it. Right. Uh, so he keeps babbling on. Riley like interrupts us. Just pick something so Jack will shut up. Uh, but that's when they get the call from... Maddie Weber, that they're being uh, diverted to Hilo, the, the airport in Hawaii, right. because a 7.2 earthquake has just hit, and uh, they need assistance. Now, this doesn't really seem like a Phoenix Foundation kind of thing, or at least a thing that they would only send four people. It seems like yeah, you Phoenix want... yeah, more agents would go. And FEMA's already there when they get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, But then, you know, FEMA... Yeah. Oh what boy. Help are they? Oh man. I'd rather send a guy who makes masks <laughs> than FEMA. How, how many masks do you need? What? <laughs> My arm is broken. Look, I just need to know how many noses I should put in this pile. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they arrive, and of course, the FEMA director is like, "I don't know what the Phoenix Foundation can do for us." So Riley says, "Well, how about if I get your cell phone internet networks back up?" Yeah. And. Uh, well, the first thing they say is he's like, yeah, your your director was pretty vague on how you were going to help. And he's like, well, we're going to do stuff, and it's going to be good, and we're going to help. Yeah. So you point us at a problem, and then we'll make the problem just automatically go away. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for oh, bringing that up. And then she's like, we can start by fixing your, your internet your server. Um, Bozer goes to assist uh, people with uh, medical issues. Right. Not that I feel that he's not he's not performing any medical things himself, but he is assisting. No, he's like cutting umbilical cords. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many pregnancies? A lot of newborns uh, just as a result of the earthquake. Yeah, they're, they're all, they were all shaken loose. Yeah. Um, they call it a baby boom. <laughs> That's not <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, 
So Bozer goes to help them, and at that exact moment, the generator kicks out. Right. And Mac uses a defibrillator to try to fix it by recharging the electromagnet. Right, So because they, they have a fully charged defibrillator mm-hmm. that they're using now to restart the generator to recharge that defibrillator. Yep. And it's just it'll be it'll be it's perpetual motion really it's it's yeah. energy can't be created or destroyed. Figured out perpetual motion, but I mean, presuming they have fuel, they should be able to keep the electricity on. Yeah. Uh, so Riley is uh, approached by their other IT guy, uh, who I thought his name was Clay when he says it in the show. Yeah. But it's it's, it's Calais. Oh, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm Calais. I was like, did you say Clay? Or- <laughs> Um, but it's I actually at, pronounced kale, but... <laughs> but I put an I at the end, so now you can't do it. Uh, and of course, Bozer watches since it's now it's two techies and they're able to communicate with each other. Yeah, and, they speak their own private language and crack each other up. Mm-hmm. So Bozer's feeling a little, uh, feeling a little pushed out. Uh, they get a call that there's uh, a building has collapsed and there's some local law enforcement that needs some assistance and looking for survivors. Right. So MacGyver and Jack head over there and that's where we are formerly, form, former, form, formally. Yes. <laughs> Not formerly, formally introduced to the characters of Kono and Chinho. Right. Uh, again, Grace Park and Daniel Blake Kim respectively. Yeah. And uh, immediately Jack is already trying to hit on Grace Park. Exactly. Uh, which, you know, okay. He's I'll, got several girlfriends and, mm-hmm. And uh, a girl that just ditched him for her new fiance, and then another lady who he he ditched. He's had a long term relationship with, yeah, uh, and possibly Riley's mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when they get there, uh, Chin Ho is attempting to to uh, I don't know. He's he's hitting a wall with a with a sledgehammer, and it's it's literally doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver's plan is to build a sandblasting water jet to cut through the concrete. Now, I haven't watched any of Hawaii Five-0, so I don't know if this is typical stupidity of the Chinho character to want to sledgehammer a building open to get survivors out of it in the aftermath of an earthquake. Um, I am also not familiar. I'm assuming that the character is competent, and he was written down for this to fit episode. this universe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, the MacGyver universe takes place on a planet that's been bombarded with extra radiation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't blame Chin Ho for this. No. Uh, so he builds a sandblaster using a water, uh, the water hose. Yeah, um, like, and just turns it up to slice through concrete. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he mixes sand in there as well. Uh, but he said he needed 1,500 PSI, and I don't know what a water main operates at. I know but it's not a that. lot of pressure. but I'm pretty sure it's not enough to cut through its own pipes infrastructure yeah um but so he cuts through uh, a piece of wall without knowing what's on the other side or who or how close to the wall yeah <laughs> um, i loved your your implication that once he cuts through this wall the survivor is just like sliced in half yeah right where he cut through the concrete whoops i probably uh, should have said get back yeah or something this is my bad uh but she's okay she comes out and but she says that she has 15 other uh, scientists like her. Yeah, she's the Barbara Spencer from the original yeah. pilot saying there's a bunch of scientists trapped downstairs. Yeah, she she was on the in on the main floor because she was making a phone call. Right. Uh, which doesn't make any sense later on because I would assume that she came up to the fourth floor to make a phone call because there was – it's you're underground. Yeah. And later on, MacGyver will receive a phone call underground. Right, yeah. He, not even just a landline. He gets a <laughs> cell phone call. Yeah. Uh, so – Whatever. And it's not even just a phone call either. It's a video phone call. Yeah, it's like the highest level of connection you need. <laughs> and it's like an 8K image on his phone. I, I couldn't obviously tell that. Yeah, but I, I could. I only have a 4K television. That's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> so now they need to figure out a way to get down to those survivors. Um, it seems like they made this much more complicated than it needed to be. Because they used the elevator to escape... So why didn't they check to see if the elevator could take them down? Because there was an earthquake. Oh, okay. Elevators aren't safe in earthquakes. Only, only, only climbing up the only cables later of in the day. Um, they need to look for people in the rubble, and so MacGyver 
mentions that NASA had built a, a special kind of microwave that can scan for people in rubble. Right. And so he's going to rig one up with a police radar gun. And and uh, they go back to hassle the same uh, FEMA director. Yeah. Um, which is – he's played by C.S. Lee, who most people, I think, remember as Vince Masuka from Dexter. Yeah, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia books. Right, and... yeah. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> that's C.S. Lee Wiss. <laughs> Lee Wiss. how you pronounce it. Uh, but there... yeah, he's just uh, hopeless, and every time they're like, hey, we need some ingredients for MacGyverism, and he's like, uh, what? Yeah, and then he goes and gets it. Well, and, and then Jack was like, "Hey, listen, just do what we say, and it'll be the best decision of your life." Like, like he's doing him a favor. Yeah. Um, he's like, wait a minute, you guys never fully answered the question of what exactly a think tank is doing here. Yeah, and who you are. I didn't ask to see any credentials. Pretty sure I read on the news that all four of you were disavowed last year. Yeah. Or last week, I mean. Didn't you blow up something in in the Netherlands? Uh. Aren't you those terrorists from the Netherlands? <laughs> uh, so Riley and uh, Kali are uh, are kind of like laughing, and and Bozer is now getting even more and more into depression. Right. And then he somehow uses his super hearing to hear a dog underneath rubble that no one else heard outside. Yeah. Um, and uh, super stock yeah. dog sound effect. You've heard it a million times. Uh. It might even. It almost sounds like it's like the kind you would have like in a plush toy. Yeah. Uh, so outside there's a dog who's very unconvincingly hurt, and so he puts a splint on him, and that's just like. Okay. Now, did we already meet the big guy here, or no? Um. Uh. No, he comes up later because okay. he he had he had helped. He has the dog in his arms when he first oh, okay. meets him, so okay. that comes up. Uh. So MacGyver's now blasting the rubble with the radar gun. And they That's find the second deadly mechanism that he's using to save lives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's just irradiating people. <laughs> people are just climbing out of the rubble because now they have superpowers. Uh, so they find one more survivor, but then uh, it turns out he didn't need the radar at all because his hand was sticking yeah, it was out like of the building. Sticking <laughs> right out there. Uh, he gets another hit that's deeper inside the building, so they go in. But it turns out that this other hit isn't. A survivor of the building, right? Because as they go in, they find a tactical, yeah, like a tactical rope ladder. Ladder net, yeah. And uh, they are attacked by a soldier in full tactical gear, helmet, boots, body armor. Yet Jack still insists on punching the guy in the body armor, right? Uh, instead of the face, yeah. Always go for the face. He goes ballistic on it. On the armor, goes ballistic, ballistic armor. armor. Yeah, no, that's funny. It's Protect- baby boom. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> MacGyver though uh, utilizes the uh, episode title. He's got a flashlight on his uh, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I've, I have not seen one of these. Um, I'm assuming it's an LED light. Yeah. Um, although it makes a very loud click sound, like a larger flashlight would. Yeah. Um, Maybe just so that we know what happened. You know that we turned it a light on by the. Light I need the sound on. of a flashlight coming on because people are going to know where this beam came from. <laughs> Is he shooting lasers? <laughs> He was just irradiating the ground, so maybe. Uh, so they get in a fight, and uh, it turns out that the soldier, once they subdue him, is Chinese special forces. Which they're able to identify from some flaming sword tattoo yeah. he has on his leg. Which and, and the Mandarin I, that they're speaking of. It already. just seems like such a terrible idea to have a very easy-to-find tattoo that identifies your entire... Like, country of origin. Yeah, yeah, the, and... the, your, your whole organization. Well, I mean, like if they were like, "Are you MI6 James Bond?" and it's like, "Well, just lift up his pant leg." It'll say, yep. "It'll say 007, a secret agent." Uh, I mean, it's not uncommon to get tattoos. No, in, I, I, in your, I agree in, in the forces. military. Yeah, and but I think in a specifically in a Secret Service situation, okay, it makes less sense for someone who might need to go undercover to have yeah. an identifying tattoo. That's true, or a third nipple. Yeah, but Scaramanga. sometimes that works in your favor <laughs> with the ladies. They're all about that third nipple. Yeah. Lucky bastard. <laughs> Till Bond kills him. Ha! Whoa, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Yep. He was a Cylon the whole time. <laughs> third nipple was installed. <laughs> Humans have three nipples, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, w- I just have to use all the pieces. 
We have all, all these all extra the parts left over. <laughs> How do you like my desk? Looks like I re-rebuilt it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Maddie informs them that the building is actually a front for uh, DARPA research. And the scientists in there are working on top-secret government projects, most likely weapons, like dangerous weapons. So now they have to really split up because they got survivors down, but the vault storage with all the weapons is up. Upstairs, yeah. So uh, rescuing the survivors is still priority. Uh, So Jack and Chin Ho decide to go together since they're the the muscle. Yeah. And Mac and Kono head down into uh, the superstructure of the building to get to the survivors. Right. Again, making note that the elevator shaft is completely available. Right. Maybe not functioning, but the shaft works. There's at least a line running down to the basement. Uh, They they should have done that first. Anyway, uh, so while... uh, this is going on. Bozer is now trying to like direct wounded people in the tents and asking about if anyone knows the dog. This is where we meet uh, the uh, the character we're talking about, played by uh, Taylor Willie or, or Wiley, Wiley of uh, Kamakona. Right, and I get the impression that he's actually from Hawaii because um, he played a character named Kimo in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I know shot in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, and, and obviously. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, he's also on Hawaii Five O. I don't know what cast his, locally. Um, I don't know what his capacity is on the show, except maybe like in a local informant. Actually, Daniel Day Kim was probably cast locally too, because they were just like, "Hey, you're already on the island. Yeah, Your show just <laughs> you're, you're on the island. You still haven't hey, left. Hey, hey, Daniel Day Kim, you're still on the island, right? <laughs> hey, you want to be you want to be on the island again? Because they shot all of Lost down in Hawaii, on Oahu. Yeah, and. Uh, I also noticed uh, Taylor Wiley's picture yeah. on IMDb is from way? the most egregious product placement I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys have seen this clip from Hawaii Five O, and I'm not even sure if it was in an actual episode or if it was like like a fifth act thing or like just a commercial that aired during an episode that looked enough like an episode. But it's the most egregious product placement ever, where he's just trying to. I guess I guess part of the show is that he runs several food trucks Mm -hmm. and uh in this uh in this clip he decided that he's going to start uh pushing subway sandwiches on people (laughs) he's just telling them all about all the ingredients on every subway sandwich (laughs) check this one sweet onion chicken teriyaki with jalapenos and banana peppers now you put that with this turkey blt bam there's some serious culinary fusion so how many of these did you order five Five footlongs. It's, it's really ludicrous, but I'll, I'll put a link to the video if I can find it on the show notes. It's really funny. But someone took a screenshot from that, and that's his official IMDb picture. Yeah. <laughs> so it just the, cracked the me up. He's like holding image. a Subway sandwich in the picture. <laughs> but yeah, so then he pops out and starts talking to Bozer. Yeah, he uh, he notices that Bozer is keeping an eye on Riley Yeah. Uh, and suspects that he has a thing for her, but obviously she has a thing for this other guy. Mm-hmm. And he tells him a, a Hawaiian proverb that's basically nonsense uh, in order to make him smile. Yeah, I wonder if he does this on on their show. Like, he's like the Wilson of the show. Yeah. He, he just spouts, spouts something and everyone kind of goes, what? Yeah. Well, you see, what that means is... Uh, Except without defense. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, uh, Jack and Chin Ho are having, like, little conversations, most likely referencing stuff that occurred on Hawaii Five-0. Again, yeah. I've not watched the show, so I don't know. Right. He says something about the birthday party and yeah. how birthday parties are great. And he said, yeah, my, my niece got kidnapped at, at her last birthday party or something like that. At his last birthday at party. At his last birthday party, right. Uh, and uh, at the same time, uh, Kono and MacGyver are also having conversations about uh, birthdays and marriage and meeting yeah, people. Yeah, and their relationships. And yeah. She says something like her husband is the... She met her husband when she arrested his father. Right. And then he says, oh, yeah, I, I had a girlfriend who I thought loved me, too. But then she betrayed me and tried to kill me. Kill and, me. And, and her turned country. out she was undercover. It's really complicated. And she's like, yeah, I think I know what you mean. So uh, I also wanted to mention uh, real quick, before they actually entered the building, but after they had split up into two groups, 
um, when Kono says she's going with MacGyver, she says, I'll take Science Guy. Yeah. And then he's like, actually, it's MacGyver. I think Science Guy is already copyrighted. <laughs> I yeah. just thought that was a funny line. Uh, Bill Nye's got a new show coming back on Netflix, isn't it? Oh, good. Oh, you don't like, you don't like Bill Nye? I uh, just, I get bored of um, celebrity scientists because they're silly sometimes. Oh, okay. You just lost half of our viewers. Take that. You could you couldn't just say, Yeah, I like Bill Nye. Bill Nye is my favorite guy. Yeah, thank you. He's listening right now and he's very upset. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> I care a little. Um I like Bill Nye. Uh, anyway, so Alright, we want him back. <laughs> uh during all of this, uh Bozer is now trying to take a picture of the dog in order to help find its owner. So Riley kinda helps him out with distracting the dog and they have like a, a little bit of a talk about why macgyver doesn't like birthdays yeah and it turns out that on his 10th birthday is when his father left and never returned so basically the reason is the same reason that everyone on this show hates any given holiday yeah something terrible happened to their family on that day and it, same it, reason riley hates christmas yep because her father got stuck in the chimney right wait no that, wait, was, that was that was Grimmel. lincoln's birthday <laughs> February 12th. 1809. <laughs> L-I-N-C. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Lincoln. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was 12 references. Yeah, that was a lot of references <laughs> in, that, in that tangent. That's for you to diffuse. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver gets a hit on uh, several survivors at once, but they are blocked behind a large amount of rubble. Right. A la the pilot episode of MacGyver. Right. And he doesn't use what I think is the method. Yeah. Um, where he rips a, I guess because they already used a fire hose for something in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that again. So in uh, in the pilot episode called Pilot, um, he threw a fire hose around like a steel beam and then started pumping water into it so that the hose would expand and lift mm -hmm. the rubble. But here he's, he's basically... He built a jack of sorts. Yeah. But like you said, he wouldn't. He he didn't have enough torque, like leverage, oh, yeah, yeah to, 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 to lift. actually lift it. Uh, yeah, it it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, Jack stumbles upon the uh, uh, special forces who are attempting to break into a vault, um, and it looks like they have a hostage who they're smashing up against the retinal scan. Right. They they have a, a local generator that they're using to power the retinal scanner to open right. the door. So Jack just kind of steps out and uh, like starts doing like his Jack thing, like saying, hey, guys, why don't we just knock this off and put your guns down because you're all under arrest. But then one of them lobs a grenade, and I thought for sure he was going to throw it back. Yeah. Like, But instead he just – He was totally unprepared for it. And yeah. He like, tried to jump behind a desk, and then when it went off, the desk is on its side, so now he's getting fired at by like yeah. – Six submachine guns. But yet he still continues to stand up fully. Yeah, and fire one it, round at a time and not hit anybody yeah. in this room. This is the time where you put your hand over the top of the thing and yeah. shoot like that. Yeah, because you're going to have the same accuracy, which is none. Yeah. Uh, and so the Special Forces guys grab what they're looking for, and they basically just jump out the windows on their rappel lines. But they throw the hostage out the window with them. Yeah. And when Jack tries to go see what happened, first of all, the Special Forces guys completely vanish. Yeah, they're gone. They, 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 the ropes they were on are gone. They're gone. Yeah, it, they, they literally just evaporate. Yeah. And, uh, but they leave the hostage dangling from the edge of the roof. So Jack has to uh, – tries to use a piece of rope to get him, but he won't grab it. So Jack's forced to rappel down a little bit to grab him and manages to get him. Uh, uh, MacGyver starts crawling through the tunnel that he built, uh, that he made from opening up the rubble. Yeah. But then an aftershock hits, and this is all kind of happening simultaneously. Yeah. So we're seeing uh, it from the point of view of the hospital and this tunnel yeah. and everywhere. Uh, there's a great scene at the at the triage hospital where uh, Calais grabs Riley to protect her from like stuff falling, but uh, Kamakona grabs Bozer. Yeah. <laughs> to protect He's like hugging him, him to protect him. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, so Mac is now trapped with the hostages on the other side of the rubble. And even though these are the smartest scientists on the planet, uh, they have yet to figure out how to open elevator doors. 
Right. Um, and they're being led by Emily Espinoza. Nope. No? Gutierrez. Gutierrez? Yeah, they messed that up on the IMDb. Oh, weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. her name is Gutierrez, but they put Esperanza on the... Or Espinoza. Is it Espinoza? Or did they change it again? I thought I had Esperanza. Anyway. But they, yeah, they got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because she says Gutierrez. Yeah, Espinoza, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but she says Gutierrez. Very... But she's played by uh, Camille Chen, who mm-hmm. played Samantha Lee, who was one of the cast members on uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Which was a good show, but it wasn't as good as 30 Rock, and so it didn't survive when yeah. suddenly NBC greenlit two shows about behind the scenes of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. They started, like, the same week, too. Because you, you like Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but greenlighting two shows with the same premise was weird. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, you can't say no to Aaron Sorkin, and you can't say no to Tina Fey, so I guess you greenlight both of them. And just let the chips fall. Yeah. One of the, one of you is going down, so better make your show really good. Yeah, I liked Aaron Sorkin's cameo on Thirty Rock. Did you ever see that? I don't remember. I mean, I, I've seen every episode, so I'm she sure she basically saw it, but... thought she was going to need to go find another job, and she's like interviewing, and Aaron Sorkin's in the lobby, and she's like, "Are you Aaron Sorkin?" And he's like, "Walk with me," and they just <laughs> do a circle around the building, and uh, and he's just like giving her rapid fire advice. I forget if she makes a takes a shot at Studio Sixty, but then. Mm. In part of it, she's asking for his advice on like how to beat a specific level of Angry Birds, and he's like, "You're gonna have to use the Green Bird. If you use the Yellow Bird, it's a waste of time." And, <laughs> and just like tells her exactly what she's supposed to do. And then when they finish the conversation, he's like, Wait, "Is this? Are we back where we started?" <laughs> like they just walked in a loop around the building. But uh, it's funny. But the problem with Studio Sixty was just that the sketches weren't funny. Mm. Like the stories were dramatic and interesting, but the sketches weren't funny, and so they didn't. They didn't seem like real sketches. Whereas on 30 Rock, every sketch seemed like an actual sketch that someone would pitch on Saturday. Right, right, right. So uh, now that uh, Jack has the hostage safe, he asks him if uh, anything looks like it's missing from the vault, but he only knows the projects that he himself has worked on. Right. So uh, Gutierrez Espinosa yeah. has to check the room. Yeah, so Jack calls down to Mac because the cell phone system is working now. Yep. And uh, he asked to, to speak to the lead scientist who could be able to identify every project. Right. And she says project number 23 is missing. And uh, it's the smart bullet that we yeah. had a quick glimpse of earlier on. Yes. Uh, basically, it's a laser-guided bullet. Instead of a smart bomb, it's a smart bullet. It follows the laser that you paint and uh, can divert course ridiculously well. Um, yeah. And so there are 20 prototypes, and they've all just left the building, and they got a head start. So, And not only have they left the building, but they already loaded them into all of their guns, apparently. Yeah, or at least one gun. Yeah. Uh, one and gun. Right? No? Sure. All right. <laughs> it was like a play on one and done, but I used the, the word gun, gun yeah. instead of done because they sound similar. Oh. Okay, thank you for explaining. I was gonna, that was going to torture me all night. Yeah, I know. It's really funny. Doing the Lord's work. So, Mac and Jack are in pursuit, although they don't know which way they're going yet, but they're in pursuit. Yeah. Because um, they ask Riley, where should we go? Um, I guess they're just heading for the airport. Yeah. Because that would be the logical point of uh, exit. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out they're heading towards the beach in an unmarked panel van. And which way is the beach, do we recall? So, yeah, which way is the beach? Every direction. Every direction. It's an island. Yeah. Uh, Get it, Hawaii? Get it. <laughs> but they have to hurry because some Vog is coming coming in. And we get a quick it's shot like, of the volcanic lava coming. But, uh, yeah, there, it says once the Vog rolls in, it won't be – it'll be impossible to track them. Right. Uh, the Vog apparently is basically just heavy, sooty smoke and ash from the volcano. I feel like building a, a research site – this close to the beach, you wouldn't have several floors underground, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, especially if it's in a volcanic zone, yeah, you, yeah. Wouldn't, you wouldn't go underground. And then in an earthquake, there's like an 80% chance that that lava is just going to burst into your facility. Yep, and flood it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things that are odd about this. I mean, a 7.1, they said? Yeah, 7.1. A 6.7 destroyed the college that we went to. Yeah. Like, completely destroyed it. Like, the whole library just collapsed. Yeah, it was, it was gone. Yeah. The, the, did you ever go to the sculpture garden? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah where they crazy. had the big chunks of the wreckage library. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking about the the Northridge earthquake. Right. I mean, we're, we're both graduates of the Cal State University Northridge uh, film program. Go Matadors. Matadors? <laughs> Question mark. Go sports team. <laughs> Go Quakes. Um, yeah, and the uh, Richter scale is exponential. So every point decimal is not just an incremental higher. It's it's an it's ten times. Yeah, it gets bigger and bigger. A, a six point one is ten times a five point one, and so on. So a seven point one is pretty freaking devastating. Yeah. Uh, you know, the eight is the one I think that hit, it looks like. I think it was an eight point one that hit Chile. All and the biggest one ever was a nine something. Uh, but I I think uh, I remember reading somewhere that like. A 12 would be enough to, like, literally destroy the planet. Yeah. So that's why the the scale doesn't need to go much higher than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 7 is serious business. And when we see the footage of uh, early on about the earthquake, it looks pretty believable. Yeah. Um, and even all the sets, all the rubble sets. And yeah, this is definitely an earthquake set from something. Yeah, it looks great. Speaking of which, I just watched, um, I just watched the second season of Love because it just dropped on on the same day as this episode Friday yeah. on Netflix and it has a uh, an appearance from uh, Patricia Thornton but it's like super super brief it's, she's only in there for like maybe 2 minutes and doesn't say much i thought she'd come back she never did but um there's a the last episode reuses the whole plane crash site on the, the universal lot oh okay so i was like oh i know where this is but i'm sure that there's like something akin to that mm-hmm. that they use for earthquake scenes in hawaii yeah because things are shot in Hawaii, and so yeah, you have to have a yeah. variety of things there. No, they, they have a vibrant film program over there. And uh, so now we are back at the opening scene, because Mac and Jack have just caught up with the soldiers, as have uh, Chin Ho and Kono. Right. So we get the scene where they're, they're running out, the bullet is fired, takes flight, it curves around the surfboard, is about to hit MacGyver when Kono dives in the, into, into him, because she's got a vest on. And the bullet impacts her vest. Right. Um, but she's she's okay. But apparently. there's no laser on her vest. Um, well, the laser was on MacGyver, and she pushed him out of the way. And so then the laser ended up on her? Yeah. Just before the bullet impact. Yeah. It just seems like, well, we'll get into it yeah. when we discuss what happened. When I, when I saw the shot at the beginning of the episode, I assumed that the trick was that they had, like, an electromagnet behind the surfboard or something mm-hmm. that was deflecting the bullet. But, um, nope. No, it's a it's laser guided bullets. But she got hit, but in the vest, so she's fine. Yeah. So MacGyver and the team take cover, uh, but because they're afraid to go out because of the accuracy of that rifle. Right. So they need a way to confuse the bullet. So MacGyver grabs the laser sight off Chin Ho's gun and amplifies it by burning out the. Uh, the, he calls it the potentiometer. Yeah, it's the, basically like if you have like a limiter in your shower head mm-hmm. that's preventing you from using too much water on your water bill, or if you're renting a place, your yeah. shower head might have a, a limiter that's that's cutting down your water pressure. You can take that thing out, take some awesome showers. Just yep. remember to put it back in before your apartment gets inspected, and uh, and so that's what he's doing in this laser. Yep, yep. He's voiding the warranty, and uh, so he needs Jack to paint. MacGyver with the new laser so that the bullet follows the more powerful powerful signal. They're just assuming that the the bullet will follow whatever the Any more laser. laser is, yeah. not a specific laser beam with a yeah. specific diameter. Uh so MacGyver steps out in front of the gunner, gunner fires, Jack is able the, to at react the speed at, of at the, the bullet. A bullet. Yeah. A well, bullet that, traveling eleven feet and he's uh, able to redirect it. I mean I guess I guess the assumption is that the bullet isn't traveling as fast and it can could because because it's not traveling as fast it can maintain flight because it's rocket propelled i'm i'm not sure how this bullet is supposed to work so maybe it's not slow motion yeah exactly i'm saying like it's not slow motion (laughs) i think the bullet is just it's just is it really rocket propelled well that would be the only way for it to change its trajectory so quickly and and completely they're implying that the fins are moving fast enough to change its trajectory right but they make it spin all the way around and go the opposite direction Mm -hmm. um that's know. true. It does loop all the way around. Like yeah. it has a sight on it that can see where the yeah. laser is and 
makes um, a complete U-turn. No, like like smart bombs, I get because they're falling down, so they have all that kinetic energy that they're building up. Yeah. This bullet's not gaining any new energy. Yeah. So it would either have to be rocket propelled in order to maintain flight. Yeah, because it wouldn't be able to turn around. All it would do is the cone of it, like the nose, would change direction, but it would keep moving backward. Uh, so they 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 swing the bullet around and have it hit the. Uh, the boat, which is basically just a rubber raft with a engine, like a. But it's it's hitting the like the outboard motor. Yeah, and the it and blows it explodes up. as if it were made of plastique. Um. So of course this knocks down everybody and lets the team swoop in and start kicking people's faces. Yeah, thank God none of these characters had to have one speaking line. Yeah, and and the best part is, like I said before, got him in the face. They kick everybody in the face. Yeah. So um, it's it's pretty great. Um. And uh, that's it. They 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 wrap it up, uh, and the you know Chinho and Kono and Mac and Jack have their moments to say goodbye and thank you and all that. And you you've really changed our minds, MacGyver. Oh, yeah. you've changed ours. It's like what? How did you like how, this, how did anyone change anyone's mind again? Yeah, this 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 isn't. Like, you it, know what? Next time we're in a problem, I'm gonna just start stapling different things I can find together. Yeah. Well, okay. The, well, next time I'm in a problem, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say words in Hawaiian. What was the MacGyver episode with the the wasteland was the wastelands? Where yeah. where the like like he brings the guy out there and goes, "Yeah, you've really changed my you're starting to change my mind about all this about the Yeah, the, it's like this is exactly what I described to you in your office. <laughs> Nothing has changed except that I brought you out here in person. Uh so Mac and Jack now have a moment and MacGyver is willing to say that he wants to have a birthday. He wants right. to celebrate that he made it through the day. Yeah. So even though this happens to him every week, every friggin' week, like he should be dead. Yeah. Uh, so we're back at Max place for the big party and two weeks early, two weeks early. And, uh, Bozer is a little upset because he didn't get to keep the dog. Cause he found the owner. Right. And, but he made some kind of a deal with them that he gets to Skype with it or something. Yeah. Uh, Riley, Riley then gets a call from, uh, Calais, uh, and Bozer is now even more upset because this guy has her number and didn't have to work for all the digits. Yeah. Uh, we also get a surprise visit from Penny, Who but she says, says nothing. nothing. She, Not a single she, word. She, she's there purely but as we a get fixture. Bianca Malinowski back as mute Penny Parker. Yeah. Which is totally not a Penny thing. Yeah. She, she would be talking this whole scene. Yeah. Um, and would have been perfect when when. Bozer says, that's what I'm really upset about. And Matt goes, I know, I know, man, I know. Perfect time for Penny to interrupt a conversation. Or she should have been the person there that was like he was, his confidant for that yeah. whole conversation. Because uh, why? Yeah. why? Why bring her back for this party? She hasn't been a part of anything. Because they needed in... people that we recognize at the party and they couldn't put Murdoch in here. <laughs> Murdoch? You came out of jail? Really? Yeah, I'm reading Paradise Laws. It's really fascinating. It's a good book. Um and it would have cost too much to get, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the Russian guy. Oh, uh, uh, Ilya Baskin? Yeah, <laughs> to have him come back. Uh, so, at the same time, though, uh, Kamakona is catering MacGyver's party. Yeah. And Maddie Weber is like, what are you doing here? As like, oh, you know, Jack Dalton made a deal that says that uh, I would get the exclusive contract for your business if I catered this party. Yeah, but it was like, like, oh, so you're going to fly back and forth from Los Angeles yeah. to Hawaii selling hot dogs? And shrimp. <laughs> and shrimp. Uh, so at the end, uh, Jack makes a little bit of a speech. They bring out a cake from MacGyver. It's got a big old paper clip on it. Yeah. And uh, that, is the, that is the end of that episode. Overall, I liked this episode. I didn't hate it because, it. Uh, I mean, largely it was a reuse of... A previous episode of the show. Yeah. I like adding enemy combatants to the story of saving scientists from... A rubble building. Yeah, a destroyed building. But it would make a million times more sense if instead of an earthquake, this was a bomb that they had set. Yeah. Because it's a weird coincidence that a splinter cell of the Chinese Secret Service Mm -hmm. was just there the same day that this earthquake happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless they flew in, but how would they get in? Like, I mean, it, it, there's questions. There's yeah, questions they're about in how this, this building before Phoenix gets there, and Phoenix was in the air when the earthquake happened. Yeah. 
So it's just, it's weird that that had to be a coincidence. It couldn't just be, hey, we thought it was an earthquake, but it turns out there was a bomb that was set off, like, way below ground. That caused an earthquake. Yeah, because they were targeting this building. No, they were just waiting for a building that they knew had secrets to suffer an earthquake. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the big one's coming. Right. They're they're playing the long game. They've been sitting out there. This is a team that's been around the clock for decades. Mm Mm-hmm. Just waiting for this one facility. To They're all married, live in Hawaii, and have they like family. They knew exactly where the power would be disrupted in the building that would require them to bring a generator. Yep. And who has the the retinal scanning access? Yeah, the guy who has access to the vault knows nothing about what's in the vault. Aside from that one problem that I have with the episode, most of it I think is is pretty fun. Yeah, it's 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 okay. I'm surprised that that uh, Alex O'Loughlin didn't make it into the episode at all, but. I don't really know the other show that well, so I don't know if they work separately often. I assumed that they kind of double up on missions. Yeah. It'd be like if MacGyver was on Hawaii Five O without Jack. It'd be yeah, like, it'd be why, weird. Why did that happen? Or maybe even more like if Jack was on it without MacGyver. Yeah, that would, that would even be more. isn't Jin Ho like the secondary lead of the show? I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about the show except okay. Don Johnson and Bookham Dono. Don Johnson? Yeah. You're thinking of Miami Vice? Oh, am I thinking about Miami Vice? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, then I am completely Jack baffled. Jack on the original. I am completely baffled then. Yeah. Uh, see, that's how that's how little I know about Hawaii Five-0, except the theme song. You were thinking of Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges. Rockford Files. <laughs> right. There you go. Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that's about it for this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an okay episode. It was it was a crossover, so that's interesting. MacGyver's never done that before, as far as I yeah. I mean, we've watched every episode, and I can't remember there ever being a spinoff or uh, except for except for the Coltons, kind yeah. of. That would that was like the closest, I guess, uh, that a crossover ever occurred. But we we also had uh, listener Mark Hunt pointed out that Five O has crossed over with NCIS LA, NCIS the original, NCIS New Orleans, and Jag. Jeez. So technically, all of those shows take place in the MacGyver universe. Is Jag still on? I don't know. Um, it might have been on when the first NCIS started because I think that show was on for like eight years before they got their Jeez. first spinoff. But that means that we personally know someone who exists in the MacGyver universe. How's that? Because our friend Adam Craig was one of the main characters in oh. NCIS Los Angeles. So that's fun that our friend. Uh, so that means have, we're in have, the universe. But we don't know his no, character. No. Okay, we're in the universe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I also wanted to mention that it originally, I think it was a 22-episode order that looks like it's been cut down to 21 because the 22-episode order for Hawaii Five O has been bumped up to 23, and the scripts for the final episodes of each show were like – a got tweeted out their cover pages got tweeted out so it looks like there's only three episodes left this season um after this one uh as opposed to the four we were expecting mm. uh, but they, they they're only scheduled through april 14th uh, which looks like it would be the finale and it's called 122 but if this is the 18th episode then hole puncher is 19th and then yeah. the next one would be the 20th and well, the 21st. Here, look, if you look at hero on imdb it has hole puncher as the 20th yeah so i don't know how the numbers got mixed up unless they literally cut an episode between ruler and flashlight and this episode was supposed to air closer to MacGyver's actual birthday which is ironic because the same thing happened in the original series when they yeah. were going to do a birthday episode it aired a week earlier a week late um yeah it's weird yeah so it looks like there's only three episodes left uh in this season we haven't gotten word yet if the show is picked up for another season yet um well the next the whole puncher episode is two weeks from now though so, I don't know if we have an episode on, on March 17th or not. We'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, but yeah, as of right now, we don't know when the next episode so will be So potentially Hole Puncher is the next episode. Yeah. At least that's the next title that we have on IMDb. Yeah. Um, we also know now, according to a tweet from uh, Peter Lenkov, that Dr. Zito will be in the finale. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. So that's pretty cool. I cannot wait to see who they get to play dr zito i hope it's somebody big because if it's their finale season or series yeah they should get someone cool Mm -hmm. like there should be more money put into a finale 
and it should be someone that we recognize. Yeah. And I mean, like, not that it, that it, Dust Malshin isn't, it, like, a big name for Murdoch, but I think it should be even bigger than that. It, it better be Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> I would love for it to be Richard Dean Anderson. It won't be, but I would love for that to happen. Yeah. Or Bruce McGill. That that could work. Uh, like, I, I could go I, for some I Bruce know. McGill. I don't they're, they're, Both of them would be so far off from the character of Dr. Zito. He didn't die, right? Okay. Whew. No, he's still around. For some reason, I, I had a horrifying feeling. Did Bruce McGill die? No. Uh, I I started sweating. I, oh, I, no. I started freaking out. Did I forget that he died? Because I'd be really upset. No way. No way. He's still on he's Rosalie still and Isles, isn't he? Yeah, he's still on Rosalie and Isles. Everyone is okay. He's okay. He's doing great, everyone. False and, Richard, and Richard Simmons is okay, too. They found him. Yeah, they found him. He's not being held prisoner <laughs> against his will. Richard Simmons is, is strutting his stuff somewhere. He's fine. Also, go see Kong Skull Island, everybody. Yeah, why would why would we do that? So that you can see my name spelled wrong in the credits again. <laughs> I'm starting so, to think that you don't actually work in yeah, the film no, industry. No, I just and found a guy with a name that that looks kind of like mine. Enough. And anytime I see his name in credits, I say that it's me. It's so, like, oh, they spelled my name wrong again. No, it's really me, and I'm pretty sure that that uh, the same person in my office sent in the wrong spelling of my name again. They so. keep crediting me as Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um. But yeah, so go check out Kong Skull Island. It's uh, kind of a silly script, but fun action and uh, better than Godzilla. So, but not the Toho Godzilla. I don't know. Is uh, I, was I, the Brian Cranston one Toho officially or no? No, uh, but the Shin Godzilla that came out last year was excellent. Yeah, I still need to check that one out. But Josh was pushing me into watching it again. Yeah. So I need to check it out. I know I missed it. That's my bad. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's it. That's it for this week. Um, Next week, we don't know for sure. It could be Hole Puncher. Yeah. And for those of you who are worried that the, the podcast might uh, vanish into an abyss, um, we're about to record the pilot episode of our next podcast, which um, is going to be more of a general movie review podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably describe it more in detail uh, as we move forward and once we've recorded maybe an episode or two. But just know that there there's plans on the horizon for the next thing, um, assuming this show doesn't come back or we need something to do in the gap between yeah. this season and next season. Yeah, because it'll, it'll probably be eight months, nine months before yeah, another I, I don't, season. I don't expect another MacGyver episode before September if that April 14th is the last date. So, um, But yeah, um, tune in next week or the week after, depending yeah. on when they air another MacGyver. And... Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you about, I guess, maybe Hole Puncher. This is the first time we haven't known the name of the next episode. Yeah, or at least definitively known. Yeah. Um, presumably, based on the only information we have, we'll be discussing Hole Puncher two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But that could change. Who knows? Um, thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.